1: And now.
2: And now, back to Hail Varsity Radio. Back into it, it's Hail Varsity Radio. We're presented by Currency. Time for a Jock Doc Wednesday, Nebraska Orthopedic Center. Dr. Brandon Seifert back with us. Dr. Brandon, how are we doing?
1: Hey, I'm doing great, Chris. How was your adventure out to the Big Ten? It was good,
2: huh? and the, uh, the cocktail sauce did not disappoint. It won. It won the fourth quarter. We'll just leave it at that. Uh, it was it was good at the time, Dr. Brandon. Cincinnati is trying to kind of keep this, this heater going. We were all horrified about Joe Burrow, and it was just a calf issue, so that's the good news. But uh, since he's pretty thin at, at running back, Travion Williams, uh, one of the guys fighting for that top backup spot, had to be carted off Tuesday with a right ankle injury you got Joe Mixon of course and uh, Prine is gone but you know ankle injuries are are so devastating we don't have clarity if it's a break or or what the situation is but man it had to be pretty serious for the the, the medical cart to come out.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, definitely looked uh, pretty significant there on the front end. Um, it sounded like just the deformity that had kind of developed as he had the injury was pretty significant. Um, you know, I saw today there's a little bit of an update here, and it sounds like it's you know more positive than, than what we initially had thought, but you know, as you see an injury like that and start thinking about, okay, what are some possibilities here with this type of injury, I'll kind of run down the list of those things. So you know, common to have obviously an ankle sprain occur, uh, but as you kind of go to that next level, so, as we think about any type of twisting injury to the ankle, you know, there's various ways that can happen, whether it's the simple way of rolling to the outside, you know, stepping on another player's foot, ankle rolls to the outside, that's the most common thing that happens. You know, the first thing that happens is, is it rolls, you start to stretch those ligaments so anatomically. You start to start in that front outside corner, and as you kind of continue to roll that, that mechanism kind of travels further around the outside and into the back. And then it gets shifted over to the inside. And that's kind of how this goes in terms of the mechanism of the injury. So you start out, of course, first with the sprain. If that force or trauma is high enough, then you eventually reach a point where you crack through that small bone on the outside called the fibula. And then that force can then transfer to the inside part of the ankle, which the kind of inside ball portion of your ankle is called the medial malleolus. You can fracture that. And you can even take it a step further and fracture off kind of the back part of the shin or the tibia, which we call the posterior malleolus. And that could be kind of the worst-case scenario from that perspective. If you go the other direction, let's say, again, you step in another player's foot or you twist the wrong way, and that foot actually rolls to the inside, then you worry more about that force actually being transferred further up the uh, leg into an area called the syndesmosis, which we've talked about before. And that's basically that strong ligament that's between the fibula and the tibia, and as you kind of transfer that force, kind of rolling to the inside, the foot tends to kind of externally rotate or move. The toes move to the outside, and then that force transfers through there, and you can actually tear part of that. And that's kind of a whole other kind of category and treatment and a longer road to go. And that's kind of on that high ankle sprain kind of pathway.
0: It's Doctor Brandon Seifert with us here at Jock Doc Wednesday on Hale Varsity Radio. And Doctor Brandon, I have some personal experience with the ankle injury. My freshman year of high school, I, I broke my ankle, and. About two months following the injury, I was, I was good to come back and be a full participant in uh, workouts and whatnot. I missed the rest of the football season, but that was about it. And I want to get your, your thoughts here on just the range of how how long this injury could take before he gets back on the field. He's a guy who's on a one-year deal this year, and it's pretty important to show something in that one year at most points if you're following up a rookie contract. So, well, What's the range here of how long this return to play could be? Could it be as, as soon as a couple of weeks and as long as a couple of months? What? Like, what are you still waiting to hear on this injury in terms of how long it's going to be until he's able to be back on a football field?
1: Yeah, you know, great question from that perspective. It really is, and typically if it's going to be kind of that mild sprain where you roll that foot to the outside, you, know, you could be back as soon as maybe a week or two. Um, at that level, they push it maybe more like two or three weeks just to make sure they're fully recovered knowing kind of where you're at during the season, obviously how much money they've invested in you and then what their kind of aspirations are for the end of the year. Um, And again, you could go a lot longer. You know, let's say this injury is involving, you know, the bony part of it. So you have a fracture here. Now you're looking more like it could be six, eight, ten weeks. If it's obviously surgery related, it might have to be, you know, three to six months. So there's a pretty large kind of window here. Um, You know, as we kind of move forward and think about him and some of the positive news that's coming out, it sounds like this is going to be more of kind of a mild sprain. So we're talking more ligamentous-type injury here, Um, really nothing in terms of fracture, at least not that they have listed. And so that's obviously a good sign. You know, that starts to bring that recovery time down a lot lower. Then you start asking the question about, what part of that You know, did he injure? Was it more kind of those outside structures? Again, that kind of shortens that recovery time. You tend to move along pretty quickly in your recovery if you're more kind of outside of the ankle, kind of rolling the ankle to the outside type mechanism. Where that number starts to go longer is if you have more of those that we talked about, higher ankle sprains, and you kind of roll the foot more to the inside, that usually is a, you know much higher, much higher trauma to make that occur. And the recovery time is usually quite a bit longer. could be anywhere from four to eight weeks.
2: Dr. Brandon Seifert's with us, Nebraska Orthopedic Center, a jock doc Wednesday, on Williams, Cincinnati, an angle, ankle issue. When we talk about re-injury, how temperamental is this part of the body? We know that running backs got to be able to put that foot in the ground and cut or get vertical out of the backfield, but it's, uh, it's an important part of their anatomy.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and that, that really is one of the biggest things we think about with these is, you typically can get a lot of these athletes back. That's kind of that mild to moderate sprain pretty quickly. Then the question always becomes, what's your kind of re-injury risk? How, is it, how easy is it to retweak it? You know, again, it's kind of position dependent, but we do see that re-injury risk, re-kind of tweak risk, go up quite a bit more with those folks that are doing a lot more kind of thing, have to stop, change directions. And so for him, it'll be pretty easy when he goes back those first couple of weeks to kind of have those events where you kind of retweak it. Um, again, if he's fortunate here, and this is more just purely a ligamentous-type injury and doesn't really have any big kind of deep bone bruises, so kind of a cartilage bruise, if he doesn't have any of those, that re-injury risk tends to go down. Um, and also just the discomfort from it goes down a lot if you're not kind of dealing with a cartilage bruise on top of it.
0: Dr. Brandon, at what point do you start worrying about this becoming chronic ankle injuries? What kind of uh, re-injury rate does that need to be where you, you define this as chronic?
1: Yeah, so in those folks, you know, if you have that really – well, one of, the, one of the things you always worry about is some of these athletes, if they have a lot of, you know, hypermobility kind of joint laxity already on, superimposed on top of it. So if you take those folks and they transition to having a you know, pretty high-grade sprain, then I worry more about those folks are going to kind of end up in that chronic – kind of instability category, but if you take somebody who's, you know, not super hypermobile and they have kind of that one sprain, if you rehab them really well, then the odds are, and it's kind of on the mild to moderate sprain side, they're not going to develop kind of that recurrent instability pathway. Uh, But if you take somebody where you start to really have that really high degree of a sprain where you do have a significant ligamentous injury that involves more than kind of one of those ligamentous structures and it kind of travels around the backside And then also you add into, you know, maybe they've had that kind of cartilage bruise. It takes a lot of force to do that. And then you worry about, you know, what kind of elasticity is going to be left. How much will this tighten back up? And then those folks tend to start to end up on that chronic instability side. Fortunately, though, that number is usually pretty low, you know, in terms of somebody who needs some type of surgical stabilization to address kind of that chronic ankle instability. Dr. Brandon
2: Seifert with us, Nebraska Orthopedic Center at Jock Doc Wednesday. Dr. Brandon, thanks for a few minutes today.
1: You bet, fellas. Take care.
2: Good to spend time with Dr. Brandon. Hale Varsity Radio rolls forward. Uh, I got this info as we're part of the stream here. Hale Varsity YouTube channel. <laughs> as Scurse Talk says, just go for 24 teams. A 24-team conference. Add four from the Pac-12, four from the ACC Bring on Oregon, Florida State, Miami, Clemson, Washington, and whoever else makes sense as the final three.